Welcome to Quilt and Tell, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Ginger Sheehy Daddy. Yay! Hello, everyone. We are so happy to be here today. Uh, we have an amazing show for you set up today. As usual, Ginger, Lori, and I are going to catch up. And then our guest for Open Studios is, drumroll, Bonnie Hunter. Yay! We are so excited to have Bonnie on the show today. And then finally, in our final segment, we have a question from a listener. So stay tuned. How are you both? I'm doing good. How about you, Ginger? I had, yeah, doing great. I definitely can't complain. I'm, uh, you know, I just can't believe we're already, you know, almost in February. It's crazy. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> I know. I know. How about you, Tracy? You feeling better from the last time? You getting there? I am. I am feeling better this week. Right. I feel like I turned a corner. It's definitely still two steps forward, one step back. Mm. Um, so every single day I have these, like, I wake up and I'm like, oh, hey, I feel better. And then I'm like, Oh, do I? (laughs) And but each day I seem to be, you know, able to do a little bit more. Um, I'm still definitely trying to listen to myself and rest whenever I can, and my voice is still not quite back. But hey, I'm upright and I'm alive. Woohoo! Yes, woohoo! Yes, yes. That's what's important. And then even more important, have you been able to to sew at all, or quilt, or do anything fun, or has it just been like you know, wake up, do a little work, go to bed? Pretty much, um, unfortunately. So in the beginning, when I first, you know, I first got sick, I thought it was a cold, didn't think it was COVID. And I was determined, like it was right after Christmas. I had a week before I needed Mm -hmm. to be back to work. So I was determined to get some things done. So I did cut out a a quilt top um, and started working on it. But I've literally made three blocks and I haven't touched it in days. Like, well, I have not, I just, I just haven't. However, I have definitely used my time to sort of watch videos on YouTube and learn different techniques. Cool. So I, I've been playing with, um, I'm doing an article that will be in the October issue of Quick and Easy, and it's all about die cut machines. So, but not only AccuQuilt, but Brother Scan and Cut, and the Cricut machines. And so those are the main ones. I haven't really looked too much into Silhouette or if there are any other brands out there yet, but working on it and decided that I would take the time to sort of watch some videos and learn how to use those things. My brain is on creative overload. Lori, I think of you every single day when I'm like, I just want to go home and, you know, like do this. I just want to have the energy to do this is what I really want to say. Um, But I am so excited about the possibilities of using all of these different machines in my own quilting. Yeah. And I they feel like all... you can't go anywhere without seeing one these days. I feel like every time I go yep. anywhere, I'm I'm seeing like, oh wow, everybody's using these now. So I do. I feel like I'm kind of behind the behind the wave. Uh so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. One of the winning quilts at Road to California had something that I'm guessing was a die cut. It said something about shiny mylar something. 
Ooh. And I had me at Mylar. I love yeah. that. I'm, I'm <laughs> betting that that was a die cut stuff. Oh. And, mm-hmm. and the possibilities are just kind of oh, endless. Yeah. I started, um, so I was able to borrow um, a scanning cut that we had in the office for a sneak peek video. And they're letting me keep it for a few weeks so that I could play with it. And I realized that I have a UFO that is a, um, oh gosh, if you guys remember way back, Keepsake Quilting had a block of the month that was a Halloween Baltimore album Mm -hmm. quilt. Mm -hmm. And I signed up for it and I made one block and then I started to like trace, hand trace all of the little tiny pieces on Fusible Web. And I, you know, I had small kids. I was like, there's no way I can finish this. Now I realize that I can literally scan the pattern sheet into the machine. I can lay out the fabric, even multiple fabric on one sheet, and then tell it where to cut. So all of a sudden I think, wow, I can actually finish this project. And there are so many other, I never, ever thought that really a die cut, you know, one of the electronic cutters is what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. You know, of course, AccuQuilt is useful for quilters. I mean, there's so many blocks and ways that you can use that their products. But I didn't really think an electronic cutter was as useful. My mind is is completely thinking of all the possibilities, especially for English paper pacing. So, oh, yeah. So excited. Oh. Well, and did you guys, for you guys listening, Tracy and Ginger and I can actually see each other as we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that Ginger and Tracy saw when I got this idea it's yeah. like, oh my yes. gosh. And I had to write it down. I have a, the gnome AccuQuilt die. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, you could do some fun stuff with some shiny vinyl for his oh. hat and oh. maybe some suede for his little shoes. Oh, and, oh. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. dear. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Endless fun possibilities. Exactly. (laughs) Well, and I think that people don't realize sometimes that you can put all of those materials through your AccuCut machine. It's completely friendly with, I've used it for polar fleece. I've used it for felt. I've used it for wool. All of those things work. You just roll it through. And maybe you have to be careful about how many layers you put in the machine, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No. So So much fun. I know, Tracy, it sounds like you've been able to play with one, but Lori, do you actually have a die cutting machine that you oh, use? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Right. I definitely need to, I oh. need to go down that road. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. I oh. love the fact that that when you cut with a die, all the pieces are the same exact size, so they fit together beautifully. Oh, yeah. No, I can't imagine, like, that... That's just mind blowing to me. Like I just it's so funny. As hard as I try to, you know, when I'm cutting everything, but yeah, I've always cut everything by hand. So the thought of not having to do that is is pretty. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So next time you're in the the office, let me know, and I'll okay. show you where everything is, and maybe you could take a, a machine home to borrow it and see if you like it. Oh yeah, that's how it got, all starts. Somebody yeah, gives me a yes, machine, and yes. then I'm I'm there. <laughs> right. Well, it's fun. All right. So, so before we go, are you guys working on anything? <laughs> you go first, Lori. Okay. So, so after the first of the year, we decided to paint my studio. 
So I've taken everything off the walls and basically my studio is non-functional. So because I can't stand sitting around, we hauled one of my sewing machines upstairs and, and Bake's been gracious enough to carry boxes of fabric and blah, blah, <laughs> blah, on and on. And I have finished one quilt top. I have made all the blocks for a second quilt. And then as Tracy and Ginger know, because I was whining at them, <laughs> I've finally finished all the blocks for another quilt. And it's scrappy. Oh. And the blocks finish at six inches. And it's a, a bed-size quilt. I don't know what I was thinking when I decided <laughs> to make a bed size quilt with six-inch oh, yeah. blocks. That's just a lot of work. <laughs> Some of them have nine patches, and the nine the squares in the nine pit patch finish at three quarters of an inch. Wow. Oh what my was word. I thinking? Oh, yes. but I bet you it's beautiful. It's gonna be beautiful. Oh, I cannot yeah. wait until I can get my design wall back up in my studio. It's oh, all yeah. painted now. Um it, because that, with a scrappy quilt, I just think it's really important to put things on the design wall so you make sure you've got a balance of colors and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to do that. Oh. Do you want to tell everyone while you were why you were whining to us? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. <laughs> the the little blocks, uh, these nine patches, were supposed to be built with five light-colored blocks, and uh, squares, I'm sorry, and four dark squares. I did it exactly wrong. And made 24, oh no, because there were two in each block. So I made 48 nine patches that had five dark squares and four light ones. The good news is that I love, 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 love to make pieced backs. Yes. So I have a good start on the pieced back. Yeah. Well, see, and maybe subconsciously that's what was happening. Like maybe you just instantly were like, oh, I just love doing the back so much. So I'll just go there first. And <laughs> yeah, right, well, I Ginger. Because she, she texted us and we all get this. And she was like, I'm going to name this quilt the quilt from hell. And I was like, well, there's probably lots of other quilts out there. So at least it won't be alone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. What about well, you, Ginger? Are you working on anything? Well, this is a great segue to our uh, wonderful guests that we have coming up. Because you are doing this uh, Ruby Jubilee, I think mm-hmm. I am going to commit to getting back into the swing of my yes. block of the week, um, nice. doing my challenge. I don't know if I'll get it out every week, but I'm at least going to get through every single block. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm going to try to start gathering up. I'm going to gather up all my materials and get everything going and get that magazine. It's the mm-hmm. Quilt Maker uh, magazine, and it is the 40th year of it and that is what the ruby jubilee that's the uh, mystery quilt right tell yes. you you explain it you explain okay. it way better than i am <laughs> um, it is the 40th anniversary of quilt maker magazine yep. so we designed a mystery quilt along for the entire year it starts in the january february issue of 
Quilt Maker, which I'll uh, post a picture of the cover so you know what it looks like. And um, and the pattern is also available online. So if people just want to buy that one pattern, we have it available on quiltingdaily.com. And um, each issue has four to five blocks that you need to make in multiples. Sometimes it's one of one block and sometimes it's four of another, but either way you're making a group of blocks. And at the end of the year, no matter how many blocks you've made, you'll be able to make something. Yes. So that's the goal. And it's also, we're doing it in red and white, but you can do it in any color combination you want. See, and I love this because you guys have done all the planning for me. I think that was one of the hardest things when I was doing this challenge every week was really like finding a book that I could use or finding this or finding that. You guys have done all that for mm-hmm. me. So now all easy, I got to do is just film them and put them together. You know, yeah. it would be great. No, so I am. I'm so excited to start going down that road. And hopefully in the next week or two, you guys will be able to go to the um, see them up on Instagram. So I Yay! can't wait. Cool. Yes. yes. And like I said, it's an awesome set. <laughs> Yay! I am ready to go talk to Bonnie Hunter, yes. you guys. Yes. Let's Woo-hoo. do it. Well, today's guest needs absolutely no introduction because we have the amazing Bonnie Hunter joining us today. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Bonnie. <laughs> oh, hi, everybody. How are you doing? It's so good to be here. It's always good to hear your voice. Yes, and it's so good to have you here because I know I get to talk to you pretty regularly, but no one else does. So I do love the emails flying back and forth. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. So um, I have been so excited to work with you on the Ruby Jubilee puzzle along for Quilt Maker. Oh, my word. Yeah. A few months ago, I realized that not only have you been doing addicted to scraps for quilt maker for 10 years? Quilt maker was about (laughs) to celebrate its 40th anniversary and we needed to do something big. And you were gracious enough to work with us on creating a beautiful quilt. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I have so much fun doing the addicted to scraps blocks for each issue that comes out. And I work about a year in advance um, mm-hmm. so that I can send everything in. I send everything in in the summer for the next year's issues. So the stuff that starts coming out for the January, February issue has actually been sent in around June, <laughs> previous June. Mm-hmm. And yes. sometimes I, I forget what I've sent in and I'm flipping pages and going, oh, that's cute. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's really been terrific um you know when you first proposed the idea for ruby jubilee for me i was trying to think gosh how can i do this how can i figure this in how can we do it because at the same time ruby jubilee is releasing my annual quiltville mystery is also getting kicked Mm -hmm. off and when you said that oh well denise can design it we'll just use your blocks i was just ecstatic because then i can jump in and make something that's new for me too. You know, it, it, it keeps the excitement going for me. So I'm making it along with everybody else. Which was even more exciting to me. You know, it's funny because 
when we started working on it, Denise, you know, took some time and she started playing with all of these blocks that you have designed over the years. And they were all of these different versions. And I, I just have to tell our listeners that, you know, I sent over, um, we had narrowed it down to two different versions and they had different borders and, I hit send to send it to you to ask your opinion. And I and instantly knew what was going to happen. You decided to combine the two borders. So it is totally Bonnie. It is totally you. Like I saw it when it came back. And when she did it, I was like, oh, yep. That's Bonnie. Yep. 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 And stuff like that enables you to use your smaller scraps, which is always good. Because I work from the bottom of my stash to the top. So I'm always looking at the smaller pieces in any block first to see what scraps I can use up there. And then I'll go to the pre-cut strips or the fat quarters or into my yardage for the bigger pieces. So it, it helps um, move the, the small, precious, saved things and incorporates new things. And then I have leftovers to add back to the scrap mm-hmm. stash. I mean, oh, it's just fun. It's so fun. I- I agree. And, you know, it's funny because here I am, um, Denise and I are both making the blocks. Um, I personally am testing the pattern as I create the blocks. But the funny thing is usually I tend to get rid of smaller scraps. And this time I'm like, nope, I'm going to need that later. (laughs) I have a feeling I'm going to need this little block here. You know, this little square. You just might. Yeah. yeah. And when you're when you're going scrappy with a sampler where you've got a whole bunch of different blocks, um, each little block is like a project in itself. So you might only need four half square triangles of this particular size to go in this one little block. And it can be made from the cutoffs from mm-hmm. a block you made previously. So I just save it all in little baggies in the tote. And it's like, OK, that's that size the block breaks down this way. Oh yeah, I can use those pieces here. And it's kind of a game to get the most out of the leftovers and throw in some new stuff too. But what I really love is that all of the blocks are different sizes and Denise has played with the sizes. So even if the block shows up in my addicted to scraps column as a six inch block, she may have redrafted it to a nine inch block or a 12 inch Mm -hmm. block. And when folks see how all of these fit together, oh, it's just going to blow their minds. It's going to blow their minds. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, it's so gorgeous. I gotta, I gotta jump in here. Take it back for yes, a minute. Yes, yes. Explain <laughs> what is the Ruby Jubilee because I know there's a big thing behind this, right? So let's like go back to the beginning here mm-hmm. and really explain this whole event. So, so basically, Ruby Jubilee um, started because Quiltmaker in 2022. It's our 40th anniversary. Can you believe Yay. that Quiltmaker magazine oh. is 40 years old? Well, you know what? I think my first subscription goes back 40 years because Dave and I think? celebrated yeah. our, our 40th wedding anniversary was in um, August, and that's about the time I started picking up quilt wow. magazines as a newlywed in the grocery store because I oh. could slip it into the grocery cart. And it became part of the grocery budget. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, I bet. Yeah. So, That's amazing. So it, it, we can't possibly be this old. We just can't. Oh, I feel like I see 1982 and I'm like, I remember 1982. <laughs> That's not that long yeah. ago. I'm like, come on. <laughs> no. And then I'm like, 40 yeah. years. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's really, really exciting. So it, it uh, is. I love the whole theme. I love mm-hmm. the theme, but I also love that 
that people are um, able to go their own direction and choose their own colors should they wish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, um, they could make this as scrappy as they want, really. What in whatever colors that they want. It's, it's mm-hmm. a basic two color quilt, or you can just go all the colors and just separate your lights from your darks if you wanted mm-hmm. to. I think we're going to see a lot of amazing quilts come out of um, this whole year's worth of issues. I agree. I agree. So the Quilt Along starts in the, or started in the January, February issue of Quilt Maker. In each issue, we've broken it down to about four or five different blocks. Um, within those blocks, it'll tell you how many of each block that you need to make. Um, there was a lot of thought that went into how we were presenting this just because um, it's body. So we have to, mm. you know, we really <laughs> have to be on it. Um, and cause your, oh. your followers, um, get really upset if we make a mistake. <laughs> oh, I'm so, I will apologize for them all. They, they, they are uh, forced to be reckoned with. They are. But you know what? They're also so creative. If mm-hmm. you were to take a look at the news feed in my, um, Quiltville's open studio group on Facebook, you would see that so many of these members are working on Ruby Jubilee in more mm-hmm. than just red and white. I oh, have yeah. seen Orange. purples and oranges and <laughs> yeah. greens and some of them are doing a black background or a gray Ooh. background. And I mean, it's just yummy and so exciting. And I can't, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm waiting on pins and needles for the next issue, the second issue to come out so I can dig back into my blocks mm-hmm. too. Well, I think I'll be sending you along the pattern shortly because the <laughs> magazine should be hitting newsstands um, any day now. Um, okay, and good. so I also just want to put a little shout out. So one, first of all, to all of your followers, I want them to know that I am in the Facebook group. And so if there is something Yay. that they want, that they are looking for, um, I am in there. So they can feel free to tag me in a post and let me know what they are thinking, you know, because okay. I, I'm all ears about that kind of stuff. Um, we basically broke down each pattern um, so that the, the the basic yardage requirements are in the first issue in January. And then there are, I think, five blocks in that issue. And then mm-hmm. we break down the cutting instructions per block, just like we do mm-hmm. for Addicted to Scraps. So they yeah, can go in, they cut it up. And then they can decide whether or not they want all of the blocks to be the same. And we've given little tips like, you know, what we've done. Um, but really, they can do whatever they want. Um, they can yeah. make each block completely different. Uh, and then yeah. we just basically tell them, you know, you're going to need one of this block, three of this, you know, five of this one. I think that there are some 42 yeah. flying geese or something like that that are coming up in the next <laughs> issue. Ooh, oops, Ooh, I gave what? that away. But, um, but that's, you know, how it's going to be. And so it, it's very easy. You can drop in at any point. And what I really wanted with this quilt was that if you're like me, sometimes you have aspirations to start something and then maybe you get too busy, life gets in the way and you sort of peter off. I wanted to make sure that they could make a, a quilt no matter how many blocks they make. Ah, so that was the thought so so really you can make the entire thing and it can be a big quilt but if you only make it three issues you can still make something with what you've created right whether it's a lap size or Mm -hmm. a table topper or something yes and the blocks are all fun the blocks are really really fun 
Yes. I'm, I'm loving it. And I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for um, inviting me to be a part of this. Cause I just feel like I've, I've, I've taken a back seat and watched Denise do all the work and then I just get to sew it. So that's kind of fun. (laughs) (laughs) She did a great job. Really, I feel like <laughs> yes. she channeled her, channeled her inner Bonnie and and Thank created this you, beautiful design. Yeah. So Denise Stark yeah. is is amazing. Yeah, um, she is. I also oh, want to give a, also sort of a little warning. I know that there was a big um, issue with January. I think probably because the issue dropped in December, and so yeah. people are still getting their issues in the mail, and it's because of the postal service. And all of that. And so we've had some experience, some delays with that. So I just want to apologize to everyone who's been frustrated by it. But, um, you know, please reach out to me if there's any issue with you haven't gotten your issue yet or you can just feel free to email me. Yeah. So, well, and um, there was all of that supply chain stuff mm-hmm, and yes. the, the, the COVID still raging and there's mm-hmm. all kinds of slowdowns. So we just mm-hmm. need to breathe and be patient. I think. Yes. You know, yeah. Yes. It's quilting. It's supposed to be fun. Right? <gasps> yes. It's not supposed to yeah. be a source of frustration. Exactly. All right. So exactly. I feel like I've monopolized, monopolized talking <laughs> to you and I want to, you know, oh. let, let Ginger and Lori have a chance at you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thanks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You get her all the time. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> well, I'm curious because you've got your, I think the last time we had spoken, um, you were getting your Quiltville, the retreats were all starting up again. And it sounds like that's been yes. really successful. I would love just more an update on that and kind of what you have planned for this year too would be awesome to hear about. Okay. Well, it's it's been absolutely wonderful. So because of COVID, we did have to, we missed out on like three months. We had our first three retreats and then we had to close when the States shut down and then we reopened at the, at the end of June. And I'm absolutely thrilled. The groups have been so wonderful before there were vaccines available. Everybody had to quarantine for two weeks before coming so we could keep each other safe, you know, and there were all these kind of rules in place. Like don't shop hop on your way here, save that for your way back. Yeah. You know, so that we you keep the cooties away Mm -hmm. and they're, they're, these groups have come back now, some of them two or three times, and it's like old home week, and they, they come, oh. and I just, I just, it's just, and it's, it's absolutely wonderful. The, the projects they're working on are, they bring their UFOs, they start new things, they're cooking, we've had people baking bread in the kitchen and making pies and trying to outdo each other with the food, and I've gained 20 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. And, uh, working really hard to work that off right now, but it, but it's, it's nobody told me that, um, on a daily basis, I'd be invited for, for nice lunches and, and snacks and treats every time I walk over there. So it's really mm. hard to say no. So we ended, um, it was our second year, um, in December, our first week of December is the last retreat of the year. And then we close because our roads here, I'm in, southwestern mm. virginia and lately we've been we've been pounded with snow yeah. and i just don't want people on these icy snowy roads some of them will drive they're like a two-day drive to get here to be with their group and and that's just not safe so we yeah. close for um most of december all of january and then we reopen um the second week of february 
And that first group gets to be here over Valentine's Day. So out come oh, all the Valentine's stuff and they're giving each other gifts and they're half cookies and of course chocolate and, and more things. And, and it's, um, it's just, I, I, it's really hard for me to describe. It's been um, a, a, at least a 20 year dream to have a retreat facility of my own. And the relationships and the friendships that are formed here and continue here, they may show up as complete strangers to each other. Or maybe they know one or two people because so-and-so invited them into their group or whatever. But they come back as friends the next time. And uh, it's, it, I, I will cry if I, <laughs> if I explain it too much. It's just... We've, we've had people celebrating birthdays or anniversaries or, you know, they've, they've talked about the birth of new grandchildren mm-hmm. and where projects are, are going. And they've worked on charity projects together. Everybody makes blocks and then they pull the blocks together to make the top to donate for either Quilts of Valor or something like that. The design walls are always full and it's it's just such a wonderful environment um to walk into any retreat anywhere it's going to be the same but to have this um one of my own is just it's i I can't explain it i just can't find the words to describe how wonderful it is it's like coming home it's like Mm -hmm. this is where i was supposed to be all along and if all of those other bumps and hurdles didn't happen along the way, this would never would have happened. So yeah. this week, yeah, this in December, my son, um, he's a, he does hardscaping for landscaping. So he does retaining walls and sidewalks and patios and things like that. He came and built me a sidewalk across the backyard so nice. that the ladies can walk on dry ground instead of wet grass and pull their wagons behind them loaded with stuff. And I can hardly wait for the first group to arrive to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, nice. They can break it in, break in the path. Well, that's break, pretty- break in the sidewalk, yeah. But you know oh. what, Bonnie? I mean, the fact that I just love the fact that you've only down for three months, that's pretty amazing. And this time, this day and age yeah. and, you know, where it's just been yeah. so difficult to get anything live event where you actually go and see people. So that just mm-hmm. speaks so highly of you, of the community. You know, oh. it's like everybody's just looking out for them, everybody else. And I love that. I they, absolutely And quilters love that. will do that. Quilters, mm-hmm. will they will care about the others in their groups. Yes, we, we have groups that are asking all of their members to be sure that they're vaccinated and boosted so that they can keep each other safe because they're coming from different areas of the country or different cities. And we don't want to cause the the one unvaccinated person, the person who's immune compromised or, or has other issues to be the one person who gets really, really sick. And uh, I'm hoping within the next year that all of those um, recommendations that will be lifted. You know, I, I'm, oh. I'm holding on for dear life that, that, um, things will get under control and be a bit more manageable. Mm. Um, we're not giving up yet. We're just as stalwart as we were before. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll get through. Quilters are resilient. We will get through. We have quilts to make. We have oh, fabric yeah. to sew. We mm-hmm. have quilt shops to hop. 
Yeah. Well, and it, I, I've had a little bit of group envy because I've been a, like following you on social media and you are so amazing about posting every time there's a group there. And just like, I've, I feel mm-hmm. like I've been able to be a fly on the wall there. So uh, it's so been glad. great. <laughs> I'm so glad, you know, there it's just the smiling faces and, and, and the sharing of stories and giggles. When you have a, a group that can be together for, you know, five days, they they really do bond and they are able to let their hair down. And the first days they may be busy and, and things are a little bit stressful. But by day three, they're kind of breathing easier. And, you know, <laughs> the jammies are still on, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and we all need that. We all need a place to recharge our batteries and reset our creativity. Mm-hmm. You touched on this just a little bit ago, Bonnie, about uh, this one person. What if one of our listeners is that one person that doesn't know a group that's going? Is there an option for them? I think I saw something on Facebook. Yeah, there there actually is. So if they were to join my um, open studio group on Facebook, it's Quiltville's Open Studio. I have a retreat coordinator, um, Rebecca, who's part of our group, and she's taken this on where she is. She will build a group of individuals who don't have a group. We, um, I, it's a group retreat facility. So there's always 12. And if, if they have a group that has 11 and needs one more, we have a onesies list that they can add themselves to the onesies list, letting Rebecca know that, Hey, I'm a single and I don't have a group. And then they can join. Uh, we have a sister group called. So ready S E W ready R E A D Y. And those are our people waiting for, for to be added to a group. And, you know, we know that we're putting strangers with strangers. And so we have this sister group so that they can chat amongst each other and kind of get to know each other. And 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 I never wanted to be responsible for putting re- personalities together, you know, because mm-hmm. this person might conflict with that one or whatever. But this lets us know and we kind of can do a double check that, yes, this person's a quilter. Yes, we can see they have quilty projects on their page. Yes, they talk nicely with others and they seem like (laughs) you have to because it's like it's like putting Mm -hmm. people in dorm rooms who don't know each other. And, um, you know, the groups, they all fix their own meals. We don't. I am so rural that to get to any grocery store, it's a half hour drive. Oh, wow. So that means any restaurants are going to be, you know at least a half a half hour drive. There is a little diner um, and deli about four miles down the road, but um, we are very, very rural. And so they make their, they make their own meals. Nothing's catered. I'm not cooking for them. And, uh, and they really do a great job. So a lot of that organizing of the, of the meals of who's in charge of what is all done on that. So ready group so that they are ready to come with their group. Um, when it's their turn. So we, we have that handled. So I would suggest that anybody who is single that doesn't have a group, join my open studio group on Facebook and add yourself to the onesies list. It's under the files section. And then that lets us know that you are ready to want to come to Quiltville Inn. And we're in, we're in Southwestern Virginia, just right by, we're close to up to the North Carolina border. And we're about an hour's drive from Tennessee. So we're in that bottom southwest corner in the middle of the Blue Ridge Mountains. 
I feel like you've created like a dating app for uh, quilters. <laughs> <laughs> Just about because these, you know, people say, but it's strangers. But, well, you're only you're only strangers once, mm-hmm. and then then you've got a group, and these are the people you'll see the next year when you come back. Oh, such a great idea! So, yeah, so Bonnie, yeah, I it's have working a question. Really well. I yeah. have a question about like how how much interaction do you do with the group while they're there? They feed me. <laughs> they feed you. <laughs> so do you, do you they they get a lot. They, they've had a lot of um, interaction with me. There's, I don't really sew with them because I have um, a lot of, my, my office is next door to the retreat house in an old um, refurbished and retired post office. So I actually, my, stu- my studio and my office is in a post office. <laughs> it is, it's just, it's across the driveway. It's next door. And I'll come in in the morning, like after I get my mail order out and stuff like that and grab a cup of tea and walk around and chat and talk and maybe join them for lunch or brunch. And, and, uh, if there, if I have a binding to sew, I may pull up a chair and stitch on a binding while other people are sitting in the hen den, which is our, our hand stitching room, um, working on handwork. But I very, very rarely am I able to break away and, you know, set up a 13th sewing machine because we have, 12 sewing stations. So that means pulling in a table and setting up a machine and hauling over a project and and all that stuff. Um, But I try to spend as much time over there in the summer months in the nice months. um, We will pick the nicest day of their stay and we'll sit around the fire pit in the backyard in the evening. And I'll spend a couple of hours um, fire pit time or on the porch time um, relaxing. I'll take groups of ladies up for hikes quite often when the weather's nice. So we'll either go walking down along the river or I'll take them up to Grayson Highlands State Park and we'll do a hike on the Appalachian Trail and go see the wild ponies that are up there. Um, If I have somebody who's really gung-ho, we've gone as far as loading up the van with a a group of quilters and gone down to uh, Damascus, Virginia, which is about, oh, but, about an hour from here and we will rent bikes and take the shuttle up to white top mountain and we'll do a 17 mile bike ride from the top of white top all the way back down to Damascus. And that's an all day, that's an all day kind of thing. So um, if people are there for a longer retreat and they're really the younger gung ho ones, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which, which, Hey, you guys, I'm turning 60 on, on Sunday. So I'm feeling like I'm not no longer can, consider myself one of the younger gung-ho ones oh. but um <laughs> so we try to I try to um provide activities outside get outdoors we can chain ourselves to our sewing machines all winter long I know I've been right. doing it because the, the snow and the ice and the, the being stranded on the mountain um but when it's nice weather I need yeah. to get outside to do something so they're getting a lot of that kind of time with me even if I'm not you know, set up at a sewing station to sew with absolutely every group. Oh, Bonnie, I grew up in that Maryland, Virginia, DC area, and you're making me so yes. homesick. Like just all the oh. places you're mentioning, I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful there. I miss it. it. <laughs> oh, you need to you need to come back sometime. Bring your bring your family with you. You need to come oh. back. Yeah, there's still a couple yeah. of them back there. I haven't convinced everybody to move out to Colorado yet. <laughs> yeah, well, we still we still have the mountains, whether it's Colorado or it's Virginia. We still yeah. have the mountains. There's something special about that. 
I'm thinking we need to get on our list for a retreat, you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. We should oh, have yeah. a go- Golden Peak Media Weekend. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. That would be super um, I love it. Yeah. All right. So, Bonnie, is there anything? What's coming up next for you? Um, I know that you just finished your mystery. And I think we that did. was a great success. It turned out really, you know, I'm at the point right now we released um, the redid the reveal just a week ago from today. This is um, Friday. And the ladies within a couple of days of having the reveal, they had their tops done. Yeah. By the end of that weekend, there were some that had already long arm quilted their quilts. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So that that's that's a clue to me that they love it. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And now I'm kind of sitting back and peeking in and seeing how um, just like with the Ruby Jubilee, that's, that's going to be ongoing through the year, how people who changed up their colors, but how their quilts looked like, you know, cause I only did it mine in one colorway. They, if they change their colors, it gives it a whole new look. And I'm seeing people decide, well, I don't need a quilt that big. So I'm going to make two twin size quilts out of mine and it's going to go to, my twin granddaughter's going off to college or, you know, whatever it is, or I'm going to make lap quilts and donate them to whatever cause. And so they're now jumping off into their own creativity where some are changing the settings. They're changing the width of the sashings. They're changing up the borders. They're turning things around. And this is where things get really exciting because they're following their own muse. And I love that. I love when people can take, um, what I put out there, this is what, where my vision was. And then they jump off with it into a new direction. And it's just so exciting. It's like ripples in the pond, you know, mm. and, and that's what I'm doing right now. So we're one week out from that, but over the next several months, we'll see people finishing their quilts and, and sharing them. And, um, it's the gift that keeps on giving until we start up the next one next year. I love it. I love it. That must yeah. be so fulfilling for you. Oh, it's exciting. It's really exciting. Yeah. Love Is there it. anything else that, that our listeners uh, should know about what's coming up for you in the next few months? Next few months. Well, the retreat will be opening back up in February. So that's a big thing. And mm-hmm. I will be posting about that and, and sharing the creative pictures um, that other people, you know, that we take while, while they're there. So if folks are want to know what's going on, they can follow either my blog or my Instagram or my Facebook. And I, we can put those links in the show notes mm-hmm, or yes something. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the next challenge that I'm issuing um, will be in July, every July. And I know that sounds like a weird month, but it's kind of halfway through the year. And um, we issue a leader and ender challenge that lasts a year long. So just like the Addicted to Scraps column blocks, I will present a pretty simple unit that you can use um, if you don't know what leaders and enders are. It's kind of that sew-between piece, you know, when you're chain piecing and at the end of your chain, a lot of people will sew off onto a folded-over thread-covered piece of garbage scrap, you know, and mm-hmm, just as yes. to keep their, ch- their chain continuous. Mm-hmm. Well, we actually use... Um, actual cut pieces that will be sewn into blocks or units and that goes all year long just however many units you can make throughout the year while you're sewing on your other things and then we put that together and so that 
that runs for the year. Um, this year's leader and ender challenge is only half, we're only halfway through, right? So mm-hmm. they'll find out that one under the free patterns tab on my blog is a little link for a block called fish school. And it's really simple. It's, it's like a, a split four patch with some half square triangles and a square. And if oh, they so cut their, yeah. So, so they, they get a pattern. Their, gotcha. Right. Right. So it's a little, it's just a little unit. So what I usually do before I sit down for a whole lot of chain piecing is I will cut out a handful of units Mm -hmm. and just put them by my machine. And then as I'm reaching the end of my chain, instead of using a folded over thread covered scrap, I'll grab two pieces from those units and just sew them with your regular quarter inch seam. So those units kind of build themselves in between what you're already sewing. And by the end of the year, you should have enough units to make something. So um, it's a little bit of think ahead because you mm-hmm. have to think ahead. It's a lot easier just to grab that throwaway scrap. Right. But this will give you a, a quilt, um, hopefully by the end of the year, or maybe it's a hot pad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's a lot of fun. So be watching for that in July. And then usually by um, Halloween, I will have out the yardage requirements and colors and theme for our next um, Quilt Bill Mystery. So those are the two big things that I do during the year. And in between that, there's different PDF pattern releases and other things that I'm working on and things like that. So you're not very busy is what you're saying. <laughs> no. My, my husband says that you, you can't sit still without something in your hands, can you? You just can't. You just can't sit still. And it's true. If I sit and just, you know, like to watch TV and don't have at least a binding to sew or some hand quilting in my lap, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm wasting my time. And it's true. It's true. If I'm not multitasking, <laughs> yeah. I'm a slacker. So, you know, there's just too much to be done. There's yeah. too much Bonnie to be Hunter, done. The slacker. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I, and I have to laugh because, um, I am actually reclined on my bed with my head propped up on two pillows, staring at the ceiling while I'm talking to you guys. And it's probably the most relaxed I've been all day. <laughs> oh, yay. Oh, good. Yay. We yay. gave you a few minutes of relaxation. I love it. it. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Bonnie, for joining us today. Just thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know it's been a challenge for us to sort of get this all scheduled and on the books, but um, I, I know our listeners love hearing about your retreat center and what's going on with you. And I'm just so grateful that you were able to join us today. Thank you. It's a joy to join you today. And I would be happy to come back anytime. Yay. 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 Thanks, Bonnie. <laughs> Thanks, Bonnie. You're welcome. Have a great afternoon, everybody. You too. Bye-bye. You too. Hey, guess what? What? Okay. We got mail. Nice. All right. It's been a while. I feel like we haven't read letters in a while. Well, we haven't. And we've gotten a bunch of letters, but I really wanted to sort of zero in on one that we got today because it was a question posed um, from the December podcasts. And I thought we could sort of 
read this, answer the question, and then segue into some other things. So here goes. So this letter is from uh, Deanna, and I hope that I'm pronouncing her name right, uh, Farrell. Um, She says, Tracy, what sewing machine do you have that you can sew leather on? Is it just a regular sewing machine with special needles for leather? Any recommendations? My son does a lot of leather work by hand, but might get a sewing machine soon. Thanks. I love your podcast, Deanna. Yay. Thank you, Deanna. Great question. It is a good question and one that I get often. So I used um, a Bernina, which I knew could sew through leather. Um, you kind of need a high power machine. So I would say that, um, you know, some, some of the entry level models likely will not sew through leather and you'll have to test it out. So I strongly suggest if he would like a sewing machine that can sew through leather, he should bring some leather scraps to the sewing machine store and try it out. I do not think that a sewing machine that you maybe order on on TV or um, maybe buy at a big box store, I don't think that they will be strong enough. They may. They may. And certainly some of the cosplay machines, Mm -hmm. Ginger, right, will will definitely sew through leather. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew that um, my Bernina uh, has two different leather feet. Um, This was kind of the trick was that you need either a foot – that is um, like a Teflon Mm -hmm. or one specifically for leather. I also have a roller wheel um, foot that is actually was specifically made for making gloves. Ah, nice. And and so when I purchased that foot, I knew that I would probably use it on leather, but it's also great for free motion quilting actually. So (laughs) so that was just kind of a cool bonus for that particular foot. Um, I also definitely used leather needles. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to uh, the last podcast, which was, um, I don't know if we still number them on the, it was the one with um, Varushka. Yes. Um, uh, we actually, I actually talked a little bit about the fact that I had some issues with the feed dogs mm-hmm. um, scratching the leather that was on the bottom. So that's also a consideration. I used tissue paper uh, mm-hmm. underneath and then just ran it through the machine and pulled the tissue paper out. So. This question actually got me thinking, and I wondered, I know, Ginger, sometimes you sew with interesting materials. Um, do you, and, and Lori's our, our, our seasoned expert, <laughs> I'm going to say, because she really knows about like needles and which kind of feet and what might work. So do you have any questions about different materials as well? Yeah, no, I, I, I think you bringing up the point about, you know, the type of machine that you've got as far as uh, being able to use to sew with leather, I do have, you know, kind of a lower end machine that I absolutely love. It's been wonderful and great, but I did try to sew some leather with it and it did not like it at all. So, so I definitely think you do need that more high powered machine. But for me, I think, you know, probably my biggest question is, you know, do you need what type of thread? I think, cause I've mm-hmm. always been back and forth on the kind of thread that I need to use with leather. And then for me personally, I know I've got this ongoing project that I've been doing and I used almost like a faux vinyl on, um, it's a t-shirt quilt that I did. It's all my husband's uh, Harley Davidson t-shirts. And, um, on the, uh, basically I kind of framed each t-shirt with, uh, this amazing, like kind of faux vinyl. So it's very biker looking and very tough, 
but dealing with that was whew, that was a that was a handful and I did get it done but oh my goodness so much I feel like I wasted so much thread I busted so many needles you know so for me it was the okay get in there just start using what you have and learn and I would not recommend doing that to anybody else <laughs> I was like Lori any any advice any tips you can give please do it because I don't want people to have to go through what I've gone through <laughs> Okay, so the first thought that occurs to me when you say you had lots of thread breakage is maybe your thread and your needle weren't compatible. Um, I like I guarantee to use, you they were not compatible. <laughs> I like to use a top stitch needle because they have a okay. little bigger eye. Nice. So when you're using a little heavier thread, it feeds through easier. Nice. Um, when I'm doing leather and and your faux vinyl, I'm thinking I'd probably use cotton thread. Okay. Oh, good. Um, All right. And part part of that is for look. I think mm-hmm. with the leather, I don't want the sheen that you'd get with the polyester thread. Yep. Um, and see, then I have to do this little quick segue over here to the sewing leather and the machines. A number of years ago, uh, one of my son's friends was a cowboy, and he said, would I mend his shaps for him? And I said, no, I would not. <laughs> However, if you'll bring him over, I'll let you use my machine, and I'll show you how. Ooh, smart. And, and I had a foff, and this has been 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So it wasn't, you know, the brand new, fresh out of the box, something that we've got today. Um, I'm fairly sure if you know Foffs, it was a 2140. And it did a wonderful job on on his leather shafts. And that's not a lightweight leather. That's pretty yeah. tough mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm in total agreement with Tracy, uh, you know, uh, check out. If you want to sew a lot of leather, check out the machine before you buy it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I also was thinking, going back to your specialty material, your vinyl sometimes has um, a knit back. Yes. And when anytime you're working with knits, it's a good idea to use a ballpoint needle because a sharp needle might pierce the thread a ballpoint needle kind of squishes in between and makes the the threads move to the side so you don't wind up making your knit run. No, but that's brilliant though because I think I always get like, I think of the top of the fabric. I don't think about the bottom and that totally makes sense. Yeah. Yes, I would have yeah. never thought of that. This is why we keep you around, Mary. You're so awesome. <laughs> well, and you know, I wanted to say, because I was thinking about how many times when, I, especially when I was a newbie sewist and quilter, I would get frustrated and think that something was wrong with my machine. Mm-hmm. And almost all the time, something was wrong with what I was doing, right. the combination of things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and sometimes you just need to play. You need to like figure out or ask someone, ask an expert that, you know, go to a quilt shop, mm-hmm. ask them, I'm doing this and I need the machine to do this. What's the combination? I remember working at stores and having people come in. There was a lady I remember so vividly 
um, my first job at a quilt shop and she wanted to sew neoprene and she, yeah, she was an artist and was making sculptures that she was wrapping in these like crazy pieced neoprene. And so she had scraps of neoprene and the thread that she was using. And what ended up being the problem was the needle and thread combination did not work. And she spent about $500 on a new machine um, and was so happy because she came in, she talked to us, we gave her the right kind of materials, the right needles and a good strong machine. And she went home and she was off to the races. Um, So sometimes it's an upgrade of a machine, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just a needle or the thread. And you don't have to use the same thread in the top that you do in the bobbin. That's right. Yeah. No. And, and, and I mean, and that's the joy of the age of sewing we're in now is mm-hmm. I literally, it's so funny. I always have my phone or a computer next to me. So if I get stuck, I can be like, okay, wait, let me look this up or let me do that. So mm-hmm. if you can't run out to a store or anything like that, oh yeah, I guarantee you the information is out there, which mm-hmm. it's fabulous. You know, there are and, books. and there, yeah. you can look online, you can, you can just Google it. There's Terry Lucas on speed dial. Oh, there is <laughs> definitely Terry Lucas on yes, speed yes. dial style. Like, that is a given. <laughs> it's too bad that all of our listeners don't have that, though. I know, exactly. exactly. They Maybe can buy her nice. books. We could do like a reward where somebody right. could win her number. Oh, what a great idea. I think people would definitely <laughs> sign up for that contest. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It is so much fun talking to you. I'm so glad I'm alive and that I can yes. still talk to you. And, um, yes. and, and, and this was so much fun. Oh, yes, I agree. <laughs> I can talk about quilting with you guys all day. Mm, yeah, I, I definitely know we could. <laughs> yes, we could. We could. All right. Well, I guess we'd better go and get back to work. Yes, but well, not Lori, but, not Lori, but <laughs> the She's rest of us. She's got work to do. That's <laughs> right. My work is different than yours. Yeah, <laughs> it is indeed. All right. Well, I'll talk to you guys next time. All right. Bye-bye, bye-bye now. Thanks so much for listening to Quilt and Tell. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today in our show description. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting. The Quilt and Tell podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.